0: today's trophy kids we got an awesome show for you it is the return of dante we're talking a little college basketball now that college football's over previewing the nfc and afc championship game and i got a little preview of the conor mcgregor donald Cerrone fight so let's go and welcome to trophy kids presented by bad news media it is january 17th and we have an awesome show played for you today We are going deep dive into college basketball with the college football season on. So that meant we had to bring back our good friend, Dante. How are we doing today, fella?
1: I am doing well. I'm excited to talk about college basketball today.
0: It's going to be good. I need an education on it because I'm going to be truthful. During football season, I don't pay a whole lot outside of the Big East. I'm a homer. I pay attention to my Xavier Musketeers, which we'll briefly touch on here later as we do a deeper dive in the conference. But you and Tim are... My basketball gurus at this point now, so we're going to talk some basketball. We're going to get into it, but first, we have the the darkness is approaching us quickly. Football season is ending soon. We only have two games this weekend the AFC and NFC championships. So I think it's only right we touch on this for a little bit, and then we'll dive right into basketball. And with that, we're starting off with Tennessee Titans, Kansas City Chiefs. The line is seven and a half, over-under is 53. We don't have to make picks here, but this game is super interesting. Derrick Henry's a monster. They're going to be in the cold weather at Kansas City. You got Patrick Mahomes slinging it, absolutely slinging it right now. How are we feeling about this game? Anybody can chime in.
2: As a Lions fan, I'm excited. We get to see some more good foot, more good football. I'm really excited for this game. I just think it's going to be a good game.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of derrick henry uh, i didn't think I, I thought he would be a college running back bust because uh, i saw alabama run him into the ground but i was obviously wrong so i'm excited yeah, this man is an absolute monster there's a saying that nobody wants to tackle him late
0: in the season because it's cold it hurts i forget who was saying it uh they said when he, they tried to tackle him it felt like he broke his jaw trying to hit him oh. he is an absolute monster there's no doubt about it but they are running into an offense now, let's just face it, is the premier offense probably in the NFL and the Chiefs. But Mike Rabel, I think, made a deal with the devil. I think that the Titans are a tough out. They're the most competitive team right now. They're the hottest team right now. Maybe not the—they're not the most competitive. That was the wrong phrase. They're definitely the hottest team right now. I don't know if they're going to cover a seven-point spread. I'm going to tweet out all my picks as we get closer to game time. It's going to be a real gut check. But I think they might keep this close. I think it might be closer than those than most think just because of the fact that you can control the clock and continue to run Derrick Henry. And he honestly doesn't seem to be feeling much of, a, he doesn't seem to be letting up with the low that he's taken on.
2: I do like the Titans in a close game here, um, or to keep it close, not necessarily to win, but the fact that Vegas is telling me that it's a seven and a half point spread does scare me. Yeah. I don't when know how they get to- over that seven point number. It's like, they tell you something
0: yeah it is i think i'm gonna lean Ch- chiefs because it's i feel like it's foolish to bet against them but i don't know it's hard it's hard to go against the titans in the way they're playing right now to at least muck it up and make it a close game but god damn the chiefs offense is good
2: well Nate, um, we we leave the people wanting more here so let's leave leave them wanting more <laughs> and wait for those picks on uh on the day of the game yeah.
0: you read my mind <laughs> Make sure you are following at Trophy Kids Pod on Twitter and Instagram. I will tweet out my pick there. Second game, though, NFC Championship, Packers 49ers. I'm going to say this I am a thousand percent confident in this pick, but I'm not solidifying it. I think the 49ers are going to roll the Packers as long as Kittle plays. If Kittle's out, that. That is null and void. The line is 7.5, over-under is 46. If Kittle's out, that 49ers offense doesn't look the same. I don't know if I'm going to make that pick, so it is going to be a tweet of the game to see. He didn't practice. He said his ankle feels fine, but he hasn't practiced this week yet, at least to my knowledge. Do the Packers have a chance here? Because I don't think they have a chance. Did Kittle has a
1: cut on his foot?
0: Yeah, something that like it? that on the ankle or whatever. Ankle,
1: yeah, I saw that. I think that. he's going to um, play, but... Uh, I can tell you this just tangentially. In Chicago, people are not happy about this game. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair say that.
0: Yeah, that's fair. I would imagine that they're not too thrilled, especially because the Packers are not like some. I know they've won what twelve games, mm-hmm. but I mean they win ugly. They muck it up. They they're don't not play good. good. Yeah, like they're not blowing the barn doors off anybody here. The 49ers, though, can. I mean, they are a. They're a sound of a football team. There is. They play amazing defense. They play great offense. They can do pretty much whatever they want. On offense, they can run the ball or they can pass the ball. I know Jimmy G wasn't great last week, but it was his first playoff start. All season, though, they have shown to be very versatile offense. And on defense, they don't have to blitz you to get pressure. They can man up. They got great corners, great secondary. They don't have to blitz because the line is phenomenal. And if they do blitz, screw it. The day is over. So it's an interesting one as far as how I, far
2: I, I like. <laughs> I, I'm – with you, I don't really have too much more to add to that. If Kittle plays, 49ers roll them. If he doesn't, then it's a close game because I don't think the Packers are very good.
0: Yeah, I think they need Kittle. Just similar like the Patriots, we learned the Patriots very much needed a tight end to make that offense work. The same can be said about the 49ers. Can they be effective offensively without him? Yes, but it's way more roll the dice. You might, you might not. With him, though, they're a juggernaut, and it's just Where,
1: where's it's completely the game? dynamic. Santa See Francisco. where it
0: was? Yeah, it's in the bay. Well, it's in Santa Clara or whatever. There, because he got rid of Candlestick and being right in San Francisco. <laughs> yeah, it's at 49. Which else it was in Lambeau? This might be a different story.
1: Uh, yeah, this was in Lambo. <laughs> I don't know if you beat Aaron Rodgers today. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is true. True. He is looking. I will say this. Aaron Rodgers. I, I've seen. He seems to be declining, but this year. Late in the year, he seems to be doing Aaron Rodgers things where third down rolls around and he just makes things happen, which is scary. But I just don't think the Packers have enough this year to go the distance. I think their road ends here. But I will wait to give out the official pick until Sunday. Because it depends on if kill. plays. I think he's going to, but it still depends. With that, though, as I move my face away from the mic, as we all should, let's get to college basketball. I have some questions that need to be asked, but I will give you, since you gracefully came onto the show today and gave us your time i will give you the opening statement you can say whatever you want about college basketball first thing off the brain before we get deep dive into it what do you got for me
1: uh shooters are not shooting well in college basketball and if you don't if you haven't watched any college basketball this might not be apparent but the three point percentage is abysmal i don't know if that's going to translate to the tournament but if it it does we're going to see a lot of games that look like football scores instead of basketball scores
0: so i have noticed that with my own musketeers which we'll definitely talk about here do you think it's because they
1: moved back back the line i mean they didn't move it back yeah. that much you think it has no, that big of an effect i think it does have that because you have players who could hit the hit the three point at that shorter distance that just those few inches at this longer d- distance is insurmountable interesting i would not it makes
2: that it makes a lot of the big men less effective because the big men can just barely hit that three to spread the floor, and now they can't anymore. It's such a big jump, especially with people now only playing like one or two years in college, and they're so young. It's such a big jump from the high school line that it's that it's a big difference.
0: So when they instituted that, I thought sh- the true shooters would still be good. And what it was going to do was open up the floor for some more off-the-ball movement, a little bit more scoring within the lane. I don't think it's necessarily helped in that fashion. I thought this was going to be somewhat of a plus. Do you think they keep it then, if it's been that big
1: of a downgrade? I think they keep it because the shooter, the players will adjust. Yeah, the players yeah, it will adjust. Takes a year. I mean, just to give you, yeah, will take a year. Just to give you an example, I mean, the Spartans at one point during that terrible game that they played were one for eleven from the three-point line, but <laughs> it wasn't like the Boilermakers were any better. They just made a few more.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's very fair.
2: All right. I think they'll adjust much like the uh, much like the freedom of movement foul, that stupid thing that they instituted a few years ago, where it looked atrocious for the first half of the year. Most of the football fans missed out on it anyways because it kind of went away once uh, once football season was over and it went right back to college basketball. Um, so I, I think they'll keep it and it'll it'll be fine. It's just a bigger learning curve than I think they anticipated and it's almost had the opposite effect it hasn't really opened up the game it's kind of it's kind of contracted the game and caused more people to want to drive and the big man can't spread the floor anymore so those fours and fives that you were having step out and knock down some threes they can't do that anymore so they're they're limited in their pick and pop situations they they can't pop on a pick and pop anymore
1: and it's also making the uh it's also making you run it it's also making running a zone a lot more effective as well because mm-hmm. even if you can get someone open, it might be a person who can't shoot, whereas if, you know back then, anybody could shoot that ball if it was still at the high school uh, line.
0: Mm-hmm. Interesting.
1: Okay. So I have not been – the only team
0: I've really – I've been paying attention-ish. I know the, the bigger themes of college basketball this year. I did not have my antlers out for that. My antennas, I should say, not antlers. Um. <laughs> The Big East is really my my bread and butter. I will say this before we, because we are going to go into kind of the bigger conferences, a little bit more of a deep dive. I did have a question here for you because the one thing that anybody who isn't living under a rock knows this year, no team seems to be safe. Outside of maybe Gonzaga, which we'll get to at the number one spot because of their conference. But no team seems to be safe. No, there isn't seem to be kind of these breakthrough teams. So my question is, is that more of a, there seems to be, more evenly distributed talent throughout college basketball this year or a lack of talent that has created kind of a power vacuum where we have these teams, just for example, Duke, who's losing to SF. SF Austin. Stephen
2: F. Austin. Yeah, yeah there you Catch go. Catch
0: my breath there. You're you say it all. Auburn losing um. to, you got number four Auburn losing to Alabama. You've got uh, South Carolina beating number 10 Kentucky. I mean, you've got all these powerhouse schools. UNC is not even – They're a disaster this year, but you've got all these schools dropping early. Duke losing to Clemson is what's going on here with that.
1: What are your thoughts? I think it's, I think it's a little bit from column A and a little bit of column, column B. I think this year in college basketball, the talent level is down a little bit, but some of the big names, um, like at Ohio state, like at, uh, North Carolina are hurt. Uh, so we have to take that into account. um, And we do have to take into account that last year we had multiple teams with NBA talent, and I don't know if you can say that this year. Uh, You know the players who are good this year, and it's not like four or five players on one team. So, you know, you had Virginia, you had Duke, where you knew that was NBA talent playing against each other. Um, I don't know if that's true this year.
0: Interesting. Now, that is a little foreshadowing because we are going to get to the draft towards the back end of this. So we will talk about that, but interesting. Okay, because I know – There are some guys out there, still some very talented guys in college basketball this year. But my thought going into it was it was just more evenly distributed. You didn't have kind of the Death Star of Duke where you got three guys that are going to go in the potential top ten. You've got just kind of a a conglomerate of talent at these few schools that's more spread out. But I could see it as more just being people are injured and it's an adjustment year. (laughs) Yeah, It's It's really
2: sloppy out there right now.
1: So that was the other part. We, we're, we talked about the three-point line, but they have the new flopping rule, which is oh, whatever. Uh, it,
2: don't <laughs> even get me started hand, on that thing.
1: The hand-checking. I cannot – for th- three years, this rule has been in, or even more. Maybe it's been in there for more, but for the last three years, I've noticed it. And it has been the most inconsistently called They, I know Cassius get called, gets called for it a lot, uh, and Xavier Simpson gets called for it. But then I see other guards and other leagues not get called for it at all. It's something that the guards do all the time, and they just, it's inconsistent.
2: Well, Cassius so. just does it like 100% of the he time. He does. <laughs> but it's like it, they, they pick and choose when they want to call it. Yeah, and you saw that it in It makes the, no sense.
0: The Marquette game last night against Xavier. Howard does it all the time. He does the push-off, which is even more egregious with the forearm. Yeah, hard. the push-off. They should always <laughs> get called for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that gives a miss to do. The one thing that stays consistent, and I will say this, I've noticed this at Xavier Games, and I'm not a guy that says it's all on the refs because I think very rarely can you blame a game solely on the refs. But the one thing that stays consistent is I feel like college basketball has the worst officiating through and through out of all the sports. Like, it is so inconsistent on what they call and don't call from game to game, half to half almost, it seems like. I don't
1: know. The NFL... I mean, the interval's bad, but
0: <laughs> I feel like it's every year we're having this conversation about the inconsistency. Well, I we'll also think of...
1: that NCAA changes every year. That's basketball. also true. <laughs> yeah. They so it usually takes rule. Yeah. They, it usually takes them like a half a semester to figure out half a semester, half a season to figure out what they want to call, how they want to call it.
0: Okay. That's fair. I, I was also going to ask because me and Tim have talked about this at one point, and I've noticed it, especially with Xavier and some other teams, do we think also a part of this year, teams just being, there no being one singular dominant team, is it's taking longer for teams to kind of get into a groove? Because it does uh-huh. seem like there's a ton of sloppy basketball. And I don't know if that's whether it's just taking longer or just coaching is taking longer implement schemes, but it seems, based off the games I have watched, that no team is really immune from it, and there's a lot of just
1: overall sloppy play. Yeah, also, like, last year, I think last year basketball was just so ex- – you know, college basketball was so exciting last year. And it lived up to the hype, basically. And this year, even coming into the college basketball season, I don't know if there is a, there is much hype around watching these players play. you still feel like it's a sloppy thing, Tim?
2: Yeah, uh, it's very sloppy. It's atrocious. They're, they're just not I, – I don't know if it's coaches haven't adjusted to – but players have only been around for one to two years for like what is it, ten years now? Yeah. <laughs> How long has that rule been a play? Like
0: <laughs> For a while. For a while. Yeah. Like, I, mean, <laughs> I mean,
2: I'm trying to think of the last high school player that got drafted and good. Sebastian. It, it, I can it was,
0: think of LeBron. Oh wait, no, LeBron was after Sebastian, wasn't he? No, one no, ring I of think, fire. Well, you know? I think they were right about the same time. But yeah, I think they, it was
1: yeah. And it we was could be a, possibly going back to them getting dropped out of high school yeah it's a it's It's a a little bit of that or is that Hmm? the dragon movie
0: wasn't there like sebastian tayfield's movie the like ring of fire or whatever or is that some dragon movie i'm thinking of i don't know what you're talking about you don't remember that on espn they did like i remember
2: sebastian Telfair. i don't remember what it's called though i remember a big espn special like a huge like month-long series or something like that on a Wow, that just took a dark turn.
0: Yeah, took a very- I just typed in Sebastian <laughs> Telfair. I don't know what for. I typed in Sebastian Telfair ESPN. I should have typed in, like, movie. And the first thing that comes up is ex-NBA player Sebastian Telfair gets prison time. Um, <laughs> Damn. Wow. Through the just- fire. Through the fire. That's what it was. That was an awesome special, by the way. It was. I of the remember- fire was about the dragons and uh, Christian Bale and stuff. And Matthew McConaughey. Great movie as well. Sorry. Uh-huh. We we're in right? a <laughs> <laughs> But he's the last player I remember that made the jump, him and LeBron.
1: And look how well it worked out for him.
0: Yeah, that was released in 2005, so about
2: 2004 probably. Well, I I undersold it by saying 10 years because Kevin Durant had to go to college. Mm -hmm. And he's been in the league for how long?
0: He balled out a years. He was there
2: (laughs) in 2008 is when Greg Oden, I think, got drafted too. So it was like 2008 because they had Mike Conley and Greg Oden at Ohio State. But anyways, getting sidetracked. I think it's a little, it's a lot of sloppy play. Um, and I don't know if it's like starting at AAU or what's going, or but that's been going on for forever too. So I really don't know what's causing all this sloppy play.
1: I don't know. I mean, Izzo has addressed it a few times, uh, and he really addressed that that Purdue game that there is, you know. Something is up, especially with the guards um, and them not passing the ball or not being able to pass the ball. I don't know if it's a freedom of movement thing. I don't know if it is a coaching thing. I, I couldn't tell you. I'm, you know, nobody pays me for this. So right, <laughs> this is, this so is if, true. So, so if you're out, there. <laughs> <laughs> right. So if, so, you're so if
2: you're listening out, listening out there,
0: <laughs> well, what you can do is you can start subscribing, unsubscribing, sending it to all your friends trophy heads out there, Great and then we can start you. getting paid. We can start yes. making better content, and it just snowballs effects. <laughs> <Exactly. laughs> um Speaking of Izzo, though, I think that's a good transition just to get into the conference play, because we got some things to talk about here. We'll just start with the Big Ten. Yeah,
1: let's start with the Big Ten. <laughs>
0: Big Ten. Who 10.
1: is hard-ons? Yeah, if you, if you take out our stinkers, who are Nebraska and Northwestern, the Big Ten is 106 and 10 at home it's pretty good it's pretty good so this means that you could potentially have some teams sneaking into the uh tournament that are 500 in their conference because of the big 10 this is also a problem in uh the big east as well where their home record is pretty lopsided um and it's so funny because a few years ago we were having a conversation about how Uh, when ESPN did something, some sort of study, they found out that the percentage was pulling closer to 50%. Like it didn't matter where teams played. They were about 50%, but now that is not true at all, all, especially not this year.
0: We see that all the time in the big East, especially with Xavier, which we'll get to in a moment as we keep alluding to, but I did not know that about the big 10. I was just going to ask, how do we feel about the health of the big 10 all in all? Because, I like Michigan State, even though they got off. The one thing I was saying before the season even started, um, I looked at the Michigan State schedule, and I just thought, man, pray for the fools who get Michigan State in the tournament because this team is going to be battle-tested by the time Mm -hmm. they get to tournament time, and a battle-tested Izzo team is a scary Izzo team. Yeah, we still feeling pretty confident about Michigan State at the top of the Big Ten, or do we think some teams are coming for their head?
1: No, I don't know if Michigan State – plays the second easiest schedule in the Big Ten this year. Uh, there are a lot of home games for MSU in a row. Um, so MSU and Rutgers have the easiest schedules, and they're the two teams that are at the top of the league right now, so I don't think that would change much. Yeah, I was more – the out-of-conference is
0: what was impressive to me, where you went and you played Kentucky. You did lose them, but you played Kentucky. You played a good Seton Hall yeah. team. You went and you yeah. played Duke. You then have got – the Big Ten, which you've got Michigan in there, you've got Ohio State, which I got some questions about. You got a Wisconsin <laughs> team that apparently can, you know, still play the game of basketball. Illinois is out of coming out of nowhere again. So I'm interested to see what Michigan State can do here. But I don't yeah, know.
1: I, I haven't watched much of them outside of the Kentucky yeah, game. <laughs> the, uh, you. This is all going to come down to like my dad says, your guard play, and I don't know if there's a better guard, at least in the Big Ten, than. Caches, so I don't, mm, I don't think you can say country. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I didn't want, I wanted to check my hubris. <laughs> <laughs> you can yeah, say country. country the biases me. at the board <laughs> <into> Yeah, <laughs> right. Place. um,
0: definitely hold true once we get further along into this into the Big East, but let's try to keep them at the door.
1: Uh, as far as teams that I think will be nightmares for other teams, I think if Illinois does get into the into the tournament. That's not a team you want to see in your bracket. They're scrappy. They they can rotate. They rotate man out very well. Uh, the one thing they don't have is uh, consistent mid-range shooting. They either shoot from the outside or get it uh, – feed it into Cokeburn. Cokeburn is on Illinois, right? Yeah. And uh, that's it. That's all – that's their game plan. But they execute it very well.
0: I actually had Illinois – circled as a question for the two of you because like i said i have not been watching as much basketball but when i pulled up the top 25 and i saw them i was like oh would you look at that illinois is back in the top 25 and got themselves a program so are, they are legit is what you guys oh uh, they
1: are but they're like i said they have a very simple game plan so if you disrupt that game plan in any way so if their big man gets into foul trouble or they can't hit the outside shot then you're gonna blow them out by 20 which is what happened when they came to uh the breslin center
0: interesting all right talk to me about ohio state is ohio state good or are they bad because i don't don't know know i don't know (laughs) (laughs) i I
2: got so high on them i could have counted them as the top team in the country right after the unc game when they beat cole anthony but i mean unc is a totally different team without cole anthony so let's let's start there it was a good win when they beat cole anthony And I will say they beat Cole Anthony because that's the only player on their team. Um, And then after that, like, they were fine. They were looking good. They had all the makings of a good team and then just dropped – the bottom fell out. And I don't know what's going on with them. I haven't been able to figure that out.
1: So I know Muhammad and Washington were suspended for this previous game. Mm. I believe, for academic standards or program standards or whatever they want, <laughs> whatever cover-up <laughs> they
0: yeah. want to do. But I, Ohio State. It could be Ohio State. It could be pick your choice, spin a wheel,
1: whatever <laughs> it lands on is probably about right. It's I think Ohio like. State – I was I was texting Tim about this. I think Ohio State has the players, but they, they're all playing, like, pickup basketball. There's no, like, team cohesion, right? And so if they if they're all – Firing on their if they're all firing on firing on the same cylinder, it's an unbeatable team. But if somebody's playing hero ball, or you can't run plays, or a team has put you in a set where you need your coach to coach, it seems like they can't do it. Interesting. All right. So maybe
2: yeah. this is just the, the the theme of college basketball is because it seems like that's happening everywhere, and that's well, why the like good teams, teams are falling. Pick
1: up ball, everybody. Yeah. Pick up basketball. Yeah, that might be. Yeah. Too. Yeah.
2: It's ridiculous because that's how but, all the sloppy plays happen. It's like they put their head down and it's – they either try and shoot it or they try and dribble it through somebody, and you can't go through somebody.
1: You go yeah, around. and it, it is weird too because you'll see them play like set defense, but then when they're playing offense, it, all of it goes out the window. So maybe that is the <laughs> problem.
2: I think that's the. I think we just narrowed down the the key to sloppy play and what the or the reasoning for sloppy play in college basketball now is it's it's pickup basketball. I thought this was always happening in A A U and making its way to college basketball, but apparently it's just become worse and worse over the years.
1: Yeah, everybody's <laughs> Carmelo Anthony. Right yeah, there we go. <laughs> Where he's patient zero. <laughs> yeah, right man,
0: was he good? Um. Talk to me. The last question I have before we just do a final wrap-up on the Big Ten. Wisconsin. I feel like they are the epitome of mediocre just sports in general where every year, football, basketball, it's like the same team. Just You just run the formula. Are they this – I see them sitting at the top right now, four and two in the Big Ten. Are they the same team that's going to make the tournament, probably make a little noise because they just – they don't get out of their headspace too much. They stick to a formula and they just kind of roll the ball out and play, or is this going to be something different?
1: And to be honest with you, uh, tomorrow will be the first time I watch Wisconsin. Okay, so fair. So I'll get back. Me I'll too. get back with you yeah, tomorrow. <laughs> the
0: first time All right, we have our homework assignment class. <laughs> Tune into the Wisconsin game. <laughs> Write a 10-page essay on it, and we'll get back to it. Yeah, I'll get back to you. Uh, fair
1: enough. Uh, the but, only teams I've watched that haven't played MSU, uh, Michigan, Maryland, Indiana, uh, I've watched those games, Illinois. I've watched those games, uh, but I've not watched any Wisconsin basketball because, to your credit, it's boring a lot of times. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's the same thing with all their products. Like, it's just
0: a very like they stick to a formula. It doesn't change year in and year out. Which I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. Like, I constantly ask myself, like, would I rather be like a Wisconsin fan where it's just stays like right on the same level. You know, you're probably going to get into the tournament. You're going to be good enough to compete, but you're not actually going to ever make a noise. Or do you want to be like this up and down roller coaster of excellent highs of highs, lows of lows? Yeah. I think I'd take the highs and lows because it's more exciting because, man, Wisconsin basketball will just, Wisconsin sports, just, you know what you're going to get. It's like, all right, I've seen this play out a thousand times. Yeah, but the years that it works,
1: yeah. The years (laughs) that it works well, you go to championship games (laughs) Mm and
0: college football playoffs and yeah so they're sticking to it i mean they're they are they are the benchmark for consistency in college sports college athletics they are the benchmark just like the Um. s&p 5 is the benchmark in like some investments wisconsin benchmark of consistency yeah, Where I remember are you on scrolling
2: the- through and finding finding Wisconsin, Iowa, and saying, "Oh no, no, no. Right. <laughs> no, absolutely not. <laughs>
0: Next. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, if you if you're having trouble sleeping, folks, turn that game on. Put yeah. your recliner back. You'll be all right. Straight <laughs> to <laughs> mm-hmm. sleep. Final thoughts in the Big Ten before we move on. You got any final thoughts? A team uh, that might surprise us outside of Illinois or anything?
1: Oh, a team that will surprise you? I think Rutgers. If Rutgers keeps consistent, uh, it's another team you don't want to see in your bracket because uh, they'll probably upset a two seed. Um, I don't know if they'll upset a one seed, but they'll definitely upset a two.
0: Interesting. All right, all right. I like that.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna have to watch Rutgers. I'm on the
0: list. Never thought I would say that list. phrase in my life. They're good. They're, good. they're they're, they're decent. decent, but they might.
1: The bottle might fall out. We never know. Yeah,
0: it's there. Let's talk about my favorite league next, the Big East. The East. John Rothstein told me this is the best conference in college basketball oh this year. Oh my goodness. One point they were predicting seven teams. It looks like we're probably gonna get six if it stays. If they
2: <laughs> the that East. six, it's not gonna happen.
0: No, I'm smelling NIT all over Xavier right now. We got the NIT stink bug. I guess we should just open let's just get it out of the way with Xavier. Let's
2: just go with Xavier. We're gonna cover him.
0: Would you like to open the floor or would
2: no, how? you go ahead?
1: Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Talk about it. I have Let it all out. <laughs> Talk about this guard play. Oh man. <laughs> this is atrocious.
0: Um I don't know what we did this off season, but it apparently wasn't building off. Like basketball of last, like last year at the end of the season, it seemed to be we started to get some kind of fluidity with our team. Things, pieces seemed to be fitting together. Everybody, I think, pretty much anybody who watched Xavier said, "Okay, it took Steel a while to get it going. We got it going. Here we go." This year, it's stand at the three point line, watch somebody dribble around for twenty five minutes, jack up a three, and then hopefully go play defense. I don't want to see Carter shoot another three. I don't want to see Q probably ever shoot another three for right now until you can get better. I want to see guys like Scruggs realize, cause here's the thing. Xavier's guard play is good when they realize, Oh, we can pretty much get to the basket when we want. Like when Scruggs right. is like, I want to get to the basket. He's getting to the hole. When Najee's like, all right, I want to kind of get to the basket. He can get a little dribble happy, but, he can pretty much get there. The problem is, is we have this, and I know and notice it is like there's not a lot of off the ball movement. There's not a lot of off the ball screens. Everybody just kind of stands around and chucks up threes. Like we got Carter, our power forward slash center, whatever you want to call him. Our, our guys all max out at five ten, chucking up threes. I don't think I've ever seen him make it. He couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. If he threw a rocket in the ocean, it would miss. Like, it's bad. Like get on the block. That's my first criticism. My second, before we really dive into this, I have a criticism of the fans. Vivian fans need to chill out. Okay? Because <laughs> here's the thing yeah. we also. Travis Steele does not suck. I don't know if you noticed, but Fremantle is pretty prosperous. That's a steel guy. I don't know if you noticed. Kiki's pretty good. That's a steel mm-hmm. guy. He is dealing with and I love I love Tyreek Jones. I love Najee. I love Q as a like kind of old school point guard where he's really more penetrate, pass distribute get guys involved really good leader i love these guys but we have to be honest chris Mack phoned it in after he signed the trayvon blue at jp mercura class like he signed it in or phoned it in after them yes he got we got incredibly lucky not lucky because xavier basketball has been one of the most consistent programs in the country it hasn't turned into championships but we're pretty consistent consistently good in um, somebody that's on the focus of the national media. We got lazy there. We dealt. We now have kind of this vacuum where we have the Chris Steele system where he's recruiting. He's turning in great recruiting classes. The recruiting class after that's good, but we're kind of dealing with that hangover of Chris Mack. That does not mean he sucks. It means there's an adjustment period. I give a coach three to four years. Get a recruiting class in or two. Let me see what that turns out to be. His recruiting class, first one seems to be doing okay. The second thing is, stop bitching online and tagging players. These dudes Ooh. are in college. You think they want to be missing these threes? You think Quentin Gooden wanted to go in his final season at Xavier doing what he's doing? They're not missing on purpose here, people. It's just bad. Like, it's bad I'll basketball. they turn into
1: Michigan fans.
0: Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> Steele could be doing more. Don't get me wrong. There's some, there's some coaching things that could be doing better. And there's a. there's an expectation when you have a core of guys like this who hang around, which the Big East, my big theme when we talk about this, the Big East is the king of how is this guy still playing? I feel like every team has that guy that's like, how is he still in the league? I feel like I've watched him for the last 10 years. Powell, for example, at Seton Hall. I feel like mm-hmm. he's been here for six years. Um, so there's things that still can be do. There was a nucleus at Xavier, an old school, like Q, Najee, Scruggs, and and Jones that you thought were going to be better. It's just not working right now. The season's not lost either. We're still very early in the conference play. We can turn it around. It doesn't look great right now. But, like, chill out, Xavier fans. That's what like, I got to say before we jump further into it. <laughs> that was a lot. Xavier a fans do need to chill out. And
2: it, it's I, – I don't know. I, I do still like Steele. I can't turn on him yet by any stretch of the imagination. He is young. He's still trying to get it. Um, the one thing where I do not – agree with necessary, necessarily, and I will criticize him for this, is that he leans too heavily on those juniors and seniors that haven't really proven anything <laughs> proven any consistency they've proven okay. that they could put up points and buckets they've proven that they can win games themselves but they haven't proven any consistency they haven't proven the ability to just get over the mental hump of being down by 15 points oh, all I of a sudden slices, when, when so somebody <laughs> when somebody punches you in the mouth they're going to come down and they're just going to put up another three and you know that yeah. so all you got to do is put up a few points on them get a few stops Get them down, and then they're just going to start jacking up threes. I was watching them. The I don't remember which game specifically this was, but it was like they were ignoring Kiki on the court. Like the three of them, just sometimes, if if they need to get over the hump, the three of them will just like look at each other, and it's only the three of them on the court.
1: Yeah, my my issue with Xavier, um, and I alluded to it when Nate started talking, was your guard play. So you have Gooden and you have Kiki but neither one of them are like all right put the game on their back and let's let's go no. let's do this um the other thing you you said it you said the three point line and the or try to dribble through traffic the other thing that Xavier does sometimes is throw they throw up weird alley oops that i don't Ooh. know what they're doing yeah like, what what who are you throwing that to and why like don't <laughs> hey, give you're me a Don't throw a oop. No, <laughs>
0: <it> easy too. <laughs> Yeah, don't get me wrong. Jones is a bad, bad man down low sometimes. Yeah. He also can be bad, like actually bad. But like he, he, he's a good player down low-ish a lot of the times. I like Jones. But yeah, you're right. Or Scruggs has done it a couple times where it's like he just decided to go off because everybody else isn't doing it. Mm-hmm. And that's when he's like, all right, I'm going to stop kind of messing around on the three line. I'm going to penetrate drive hit a fadeaway, get to the hole. And like, that's when Xavier works the best. The kind of dribble penetration, kick it out movement is kind of when we operate the best, I feel like. And we just haven't, we lean super heavily on defense,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which has gotten sloppy because that's been Steele's focus. That's always kind of in Xavier. Like that's a Chris Mack thing. Chris Mack was always super into defense. It's why when we found ourselves in tough games, his mind went to mush offensively. And you're seeing that at Louisville to a, to a yes, point you are but, no,
1: not to a point. That's exactly what you're saying like, They almost got beat by Notre Dame. Oh man. Dude, the greatest like... secret
0: last year was just watched Louisville bet the second half line because whoever yeah. they were playing is going to come back on them. Because it is. Mac's brain goes to Mush. And like yeah. I think that's part of a young coach in Steel trying to figure out his identity of like how much of Mac am I going to have and how much of Steel am I going to have? Because mm-hmm. the system's been working for so long. And it's just it sucks because we've gotten used to being good and we're not that good right now, but I think everybody just needs to chill for a second. And I, and just,
1: I think yeah. Tim brought up a good point. Xavier does get down by like 10 or eight, even 8 sometimes, and it seems like they just give up or they like throw oh. out the game plan. I'm just like, there's still plenty of game left here.
2: College basketball is a game of runs. Just weather right. the storm. Like you'll get the next one. <laughs> like, yeah. Like I mean, it's just, it's just like they go down by eight, and then all of a sudden you look at the score again. They're down by fifteen. You're like, where yeah. the hell was your eight point run? Like just, just start playing some basketball. Just keep it going. I mean, it. It like I don't want to criticize the players too much because they are college kids. But it's like Coach Steele doesn't know what he's getting from them on a daily basis so sometimes he'll try and ride them out and try and weather the storm with his seniors and juniors I mean Scruggs and Najee are practically seniors anyways but yeah. even though they're not but regardless that doesn't matter so but I mean I think, it's like you never really know what you're getting from them
1: yeah I think your your you uh you're saving graces here are Scruggs and I know you you said that it was kind of a hindrance but I, I'm gonna turn it into a a positive that they do have that that core that has been there for a while so they're battle tested um and so that yeah. can be a weapon
0: and they've been in big games so it's not like yeah the season's not lost yet like i am so tired of going to games because i have season tickets that Humble break. i have yeah guys <laughs> screaming q you suck nausea you suck i'm like it's fair to criticize them like constructive criticizing pointing out weaknesses and flaws as we're just doing is fine it's just like the fans have turned so sour on a team that like just isn't playing good. They're playing sloppy. They're playing bad shot selection. Like there are things that we can fix Xavier shot selection, passing, passing is so sloppy. Most games, like there are things that fundamentally we can fix that will make us more competitive. The problem is, cause I don't want to spend too much time on Xavier is the big East is loaded. I think so. So, as yeah. somebody on the outside, because mm-hmm. both me and Tim are Big East homers, give me your well, evaluation. Well,
2: we're Xavier homers too.
0: Xavier homers, yeah. <laughs> what is your evaluation? Is the Big East should I believe what my eyes are telling me, what Josh Rodstein's telling me, what the world's telling me? Is the Big East as good as as good as we should believe them to be? Because I think it's I think very I
1: think the Big East and the Big Ten are uh, two sides of the same coin. You have a lot of this. Uh, parody of winning at home, but maybe not so good on the road for some of your teams. Um, the other thing is, the Big East has five teams or six teams ranked in the net above 80, but the Big Ten has five teams ranked in the top 50. So, in the okay. net. so We
0: only have 10 teams, so.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you are a small conference. So, but yeah. And, I got you. I do think the big te- the big east is good though seton hall when seton hall is playing i mean seton hall is undefeated in conference play right now yep i don't know um that seton hall is good yeah very good. Um, pal pal yeah. like i said the pal, big east king yeah. <laughs> of
0: guys who i feel like i've been like didn't i watch you a decade ago and you're still why are you still here like they are the king of that pal though he's a problem like, any team that runs into Seton Hall is going to have a problem with him.
1: I <laughs> think yeah. the team that I have, like, the most, like, oh, my God, are they good? Or is this, like, a product of the Big East or what? It, it's Providence. Like, I don't know. Yes. Yeah, I don't know. I know they're 4-1 because I'm looking at their schedule right now. But I've seen some games uh, where they play outside of conference where I was just like, man, Providence looks really good. But then i also seen some atrocious games from them. So I, I, that's the team I don't know uh nova is obviously good and uh butler butler's well,
0: legit, legit. I, yeah they're, I they're legit but
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah I, one of those teams where i don't i don't know about yeah. butler i do think the big east is good so if that's your question my answer is yes the big east is good all right that's what i wanted to hear tim
0: do you have any yes. thoughts for we because we spent probably way too much time on Xavier. but any <laughs> thoughts on the big 10 overall
2: on the big east uh big no east. i'm just excited I mean, they look they're a conference where where you get to know the names of the players. Mm-hmm. and so you know them. Um, you don't see that in too many other conferences. The big ten you do see that in, maybe I'm just saying that because it's Michigan State and Michigan. Yeah, um, that I focus on the most because you really get to know those those two teams. Um, but it's 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 fun to be able to watch guys for three, two, three, four years for sure
0: had a great yeah the one thing about the big east which if you're somebody who is like me transitioning into college basketball season or you are a fan of another conference the one thing that you're always going to get in the big east is you're going to get some good guard play like there are guys every team's got a guy that's a cold blood killer for the most part well maybe not Xavier, but <laughs> most teams at the top have got a guy that's exciting to watch like you just go down the list everybody's got one um, Howard if you haven't watched him in Marquette is phenomenal How? incredible yes. like it's just down the roster so it is a yeah. fun conference we'll see if the biggest yeah. big things though and where we we're super hyped we get to the tournament and everybody's out by like game two except for <laughs> not into of this year but like the very top dogs <laughs> yeah
1: I know we were talking about the ACC and I know the ACC has like uh, that's where we're headed Duke next ju- yeah. yeah Duke just lost but the ACC does have this issue with duke like i don't i know duke lost but i don't know if any other team is really that good in the acc
0: so it's that's a phenomenal transition because that's exactly where i was headed next like i don't know what to make of the acc this year because tim hit on it you know unc's dealing with a pretty significant injury problem there duke is uh, i don't know i'm not gonna say game but they're yeah, they're decent. And then they're, Louisville. They're a
1: Duke team, yeah. Yeah,
0: Louisville. still are, really good. Yeah, a Duke Louisville. Team. Yeah, but they've shown susceptible. Like, they lost to Clemson and they lost to uh, SF Austin. And, like, they just do dumb things. And they then you just got do Louisville. Duke things. Yeah, they do yeah, they Duke do things, things. That's true. Yeah. You've got Louisville who loses their minds late in games. You've got a UVA team that seems down this year. I don't
1: know what to make in the ACC as a whole. Nah. I. I think we are seeing blips from Duke, and I think it's something that Coach K will uh, figure out before it gets anywhere close to the tournament. Um, Virginia obviously lost a bunch of um, NBA talent. Uh, North Carolina is not even the same team that they've been in (laughs) years prior. Uh, and Obviously, Roy Williams had a a lot to say, although I was upset with Roy Williams' comment. You are a uh, legendary basketball coach we should be able to get you five kids from down the street and you should still be able to win games um yeah i don't know if you, and,
0: <laughs> you
1: should be doing a little better than eight <laughs> eight. yes that's what i'm saying he's still even the kids that he has i understand are not his quality of uh uh player he still should be able to win some games
2: it's North Carolina, too. It's yeah, not like it's you have Carolina. to recruit really hard.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, they still got, like, their walk-on still like a guy who can, like, play at a right. lot of other schools. Like, there's still talent there. It's just not as insane as it has been in years past right now. They are dealing with an injury with, uh, what's his face, Anthony?
1: Or-
2: Cole Anthony. Cole,
1: Cole Anthony. And- yeah, yeah, Cole
2: and- Greg Anthony's son. He is he yeah. is something. And I, uh, if I'm him, I don't know if I come back to this team
1: no I won't.
2: Uh-uh. you're I won't. out a couple weeks you already showed what you showed um see ya
0: <laughs> yeah do we think virginia Tech? has anybody watched any virginia tech basketball because they are weirdly towards the top without buzz right now of that hmm. conference
1: at four and two 13 and three overall i was I surprised by that what game did i watch oh i think the only virginia is the only virginia tech game i watched when they beat they beat virginia tech beat michigan state right Yes, uh, yes, yes. Yeah, yes. I think yes. that's only game. They I've looked played. really good.
2: Okay, yeah. so now it's coming back to me. Yes, they, yeah. Virginia Tech does look good.
0: Yeah, like I was they surprised like that was that they were there at, like, the top of the conference. Yeah.
1: That's it. I don't think I've watched too much. I do. I watched the I think game. they're good, but Dude, I can't yeah.
2: break them down or, or anything Mm-mm. like that. Yeah, all
0: right. That's <laughs> Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna wait and see on the entire ACC. Like yeah. I think Duke yeah. will hold down the fort, but I mean Chris Max, Bruton goes to Mush second half. Florida State's gonna do Florida State things, and we'll see about the rest of the conference. I mean, I don't I don't know what else. It's the same thing, just same thing, different day with them. Yeah. The one conference uh, Oh, yeah, go ahead. Right. No no
1: no no no, let's move
0: on. I was gonna say. Yeah. The Pac-12. Should we talk about them? Do we do no, you feel like you want to do that
1: type of abuse to us? No, let's not ever talk about the Pac-12 <laughs> in football or basketball uh, <laughs> until they figure something out. Uh, Oregon. I Oregon is good.
2: I was going to say, am <laughs> yeah. I missing something? Because Oregon and Arizona looked wildly hey, Arizona entertaining. Arizona are good.
1: Yes, they, they are.
2: Those good. two are wildly entertaining. <laughs> now, anybody else, irrelevant. But irrelevant. those two teams, <laughs> both of them. S-
0: did you see the Mark Tweetis or Mark Titus Titans. tweet Yeah, Titus tweet us Mark Wait. Mark Titus tweet about Arizona. What oh, um, was it? I'm paraphrasing, I don't know the exact I gotta try to find that, but it essentially was somebody asked him what is it like to be an Arizona fan? And he was like, Well, if you clinch your butthole for two hours twice a week, <laughs> you <laughs> feel good. That's about what it's like being an Arizona <laughs> fan. It's like, oh man, that is some imagery. I gotta yeah, fuck. Oh the man, the ducks.
1: Gotta- the ducks are great. Wildcats are great, and like, oh no, the rest of that conference is bad.
2: Yeah, the rest of that conference is worthless. But if you do have a if if you do have a moment to watch Arizona play, if you're if you're down and out late on a Friday night or Saturday night, and you see they have a game, and you need to get out of the hole, I mean. Flip that game on.
0: Yeah, put a little action on it. It's pretty solid at Arizona. Yes. I know yes, that. Yes. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, um, go ahead.
1: Yeah. Get, no, get the Pac-12 out of here. <laughs> All right, that's fine.
0: Where do we see? I mean, I don't really have much else on conference play. So, an overall picture. I, um, oh,
1: before we, before we. Oh, move, go ahead. I will say this: the Big 12, and maybe it's not even the Big 12, is is really just Baylor, maybe the only team in America who can win on the road in a hostile environment. So they, you know, they got that Texas Tech win, um, and they got that Kansas win. It it was great. Watching Baylor basketball is a very fun. Uh, if you just want to see some, some athletes jump out the building and you want to see some team play, they may be the only team that's playing, like, traditional college basketball.
0: I, had, I was going to ask yes. about Baylor. Real quick, I found the tweet. It is. And this is from Mark Titus reading it word for word about what it's like to be an Arizona fan. He tweeted, this was in 2014. He ran he recently just retweeted after one of their games. He goes, If you ever wonder what it's like to be an Arizona fan, just clench your butthole for two straight hours twice a week throughout every winter. (laughs) I was like this that being an Arizona fan. Um I was just gonna ask. Gonzaga, I would assume, I know holding on to the one spot has been a crazy, crazy difficult task this year. You don't want it. (laughs) But I can't imagine they're probably losing that. I have to think just because of their conference. But is Baylor, I saw them up there, is Baylor going to be a legitimate, because I feel like every year they come in extremely hyped, very quality team, but they just don't seem to put it together in those neon jerseys.
1: (laughs) I think Baylor is legit this year. I think they know. That they come in every year with hype and don't it doesn't pan out, um, but they've got some signature wins this year. They've proved that they they can play with anyone with the best. Like I, whoever has Baylor as their one or two seat in their bracket, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> good luck.
0: <laughs> Have fun with those neon sharpie green uh, jerseys. Enjoy yeah. your time. I think Are they- right.
1: Gonzaga is suspect. And San Diego State is suspect. I think those are your suspect team. I think everyone else is pretty close together. All
2: right. I do I do like Dayton, though. That's another team to watch That
1: was going to be my next yes.
2: question. Dayton how, how do we is feel a about good game? team.
0: So they are <laughs> legit as far as the potential. I do believe so.
2: Watching them against Kansas. I mean, they took them to overtime. Probably could have won it a few times. But um, they look good to me. Yeah. And they look exciting. They have all the makings of a good team. They have good guard play. A standout—I don't know how they got him—standout wing. Um, I, I'm drawing a blank on his name right now. Though. Obi,
0: Obi Toppin. Mm. Yes. Obi Toppin.
2: Yes. Yeah. They have a standout wing who is just incredible. He's been there for a few years too. So I mean, he's—he's he's a junior now, I believe, if I, memory serves me correct. Um, so he's, he's pretty seasoned and they would just look good.
1: Yeah. Bay- or Baylor, uh, Dayton looks like a tournament team, like their quintessential tournament team. Mm-hmm.
0: All right. So they are that team so my last final question, cause I know we also want to touch on the draft before we wrap this all up. Do we think, do you have anybody that could be a, maybe not a busted cause you're not really a, a bracket buster if you're kind of ranked where they are but a mid-road team that can make some noise. Is that Dayton or is that maybe somebody else?
1: I think it's Dayton. I think you have to watch out for Wichita State too, although Wichita State has made this their resume being that kind of team, that your bracket buster team, your team that comes in as an eight seed or something and you know makes a little bit of a run. Uh, but I do think if I was putting my money on a team, it's going to be Dayton. All
0: right. Any final thoughts before we get to your topic of the draft here? Uh, watch Baylor
1: watch Baylor basketball watch Illinois basketball if you can um do not watch Memphis basketball I don't know what's happening over there at Memphis but don't watch it yeah it doesn't (laughs) happen when you lose best best player in the country early in the season but
0: all right when your coach
2: becomes your booster things happen
0: yeah Yeah. things happen (laughs) the bag man becomes the head coach from start arising um I texted you before the show, what do you want to talk about? You had mentioned the NBA draft. Give me what you are thinking here in the realm of the NBA draft. Did you not text you me that? Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? Yeah. Oh, Great planning no. on our part, guys. No, no,
1: no, 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 no. When I said draft, I was talking about the NFL draft. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we'll
0: get to that later. I thought yeah, you were go- draft. No, that was
1: a joke. That was a joke. No.
0: Oh, <laughs> well, I have a question about the draft. Never mind then. Way miscommunication. Getting that live. <laughs> yeah.
2: We all just had blank in. stares.
0: Yeah.
2: What the <laughs> hell
0: are you talking it's about, Nate?
1: I was text. I was texting Tim about two. Oh, <laughs> all right. yeah.
0: yeah. We can do a whole thing on that. We don't have time for that tonight. But yeah, uh, I'll ask one question. Have you Anthony Edwards at Georgia? Yes. I see him all over the bars. I have not watched him. Is he as good as they say he is?
1: So Georgia is a is a weird team. Tim is shaking his head. Yes, Georgia Tim is, is a about Yeah, Georgia is a weird team. So sometimes they look like the greatest team to play basketball. Sometimes they look like a Tom cream team. Because uh, <laughs> they are. Yeah. <laughs> I don't
0: know what
1: that is, but yes, he is good. I'm gonna let Tim expound. I
2: do like him. He, he is good. I mean, he's got, like, everything. and it's He's a hell of an athlete, and then all of a sudden you just see him pull up from, like, 40 feet out and just yeah. drop a three. And it's, like, he doesn't even see the lines on the floor. So he doesn't know where a three-point line is or where a two is. He just shoots it wherever he feels comfortable from, and he can light it up quick.
1: Yeah. And Georgia, I want Georgia to be good for selfish reasons because Michigan State beat Georgia. So <laughs> that's fair. I, I would like them to be good and they're they seem to be hot and cold, but they're not the only thing this year that's hot and cold. They're like a quintessential
2: is. Tom Tom Crean <laughs> team. Oh I mean,
1: you goodness.
2: never it's like yes <laughs> like like how Chris Mack's brain turns to mush in the second half. You know that you it's like Xavier's juniors and seniors right now. Like you never know what you're gonna get out of them on a night to night basis. You never know what you're going to get out of a Tom Crean team on a night-to-night basis.
1: Yeah, what's a uh, what's Virginia's coach's name? What's that guy's name? Tony West Virginia.
2: Oh, Tony Wait.
1: Tony Bennett.
0: Virginia? Did you say West Virginia, Virginia or? No no, UV? no, no, no,
1: Virginia, Virginia. Yeah, Tony
0: Bennett. Tony Bennett.
1: So if there's two coaches that I know Tom Izzo could outcoach in his uh, sleep, it is Bennett and Crean. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's fair. All right, I'll, I'll take it. I mean, Izzo's a, he's a hell of a coach
2: has right. uh, taught Tom Crean everything he knows.
0: Yeah. And I don't know what's really not Because <laughs> <laughs> he's not having the right success that uh Izzo has.
2: No, Tom Izzo yeah. has taught Tom Crean everything Tom Crean knows. So Crean he might have right. he might have withheld some information. Absolutely. Like how to win.
0: That's like Sensei basis. not <laughs> teaching his own his apprentice his own death. Like exactly. that's how you stay atop. At right. Any final thoughts before we uh call this quits today?
1: I'm good. I'm excited for college basketball to continue. Uh, excited to watch some more games. Uh, yeah, and as always, go green.
2: Go
0: X.
1: Yeah, go X. I got one. It's going to be quick. Got awesome
0: week of sports, but I am a big UFC guy been watching it since somehow i got away with watching that at a young age i don't think my mom fully understood what i was watching because i was like the kid who couldn't even watch like the wwe but somehow i was able to order these things on (laughs) (laughs) pay-per-view i like i swear to god i have no idea how i got away with it for so long and then she just gave up but heck of a fight card this weekend ufc 246 the return well not the return of mcgregor he fought could be but you got mcgregor donald Cerrone. Showtime Anthony Pettis, always fun to watch him. If you're a guy, I say this almost every time I feel like, but if you're somebody who wants to kind of get into the UFC, this is a great card to buy. Holly Holmes is fighting in a championship fight. Conor McGregor, Donald Strone, a quick preview here. I am a big Conor McGregor homer when he's coming up. He is since straight off the path in a very negative way. Um, we're going to see if he's changed. Yeah, a lot of controversy surrounding him. He seems to be, and this will be a test, but because in his press conference, he was very complimentary to Donald Cerrone. He hasn't been doing the normal Connor things. This is a man who got to the top of the mountaintop in no way a UFC has ever gotten to. He is arguably the most famous, I would say, probably, in the world at at his point. You could argue some other guys now, but he climbed the mountain. He was a two-time, two-division champion at the same time. He's a phenomenal fighter. Unfortunately, his controversies overshadow, which we see this from time to time with great athletes where they kind of get to the mountaintop and then shit starts to hit the fan and overshadows their greatness. He seems to have kind of had that maybe, we'll see, oh shit moment, let me refocus, let me come back. He wasn't talking a bunch of shit in his press conference. He wasn't going after Cerrone. We'll see. Here's what I know. Is there
1: any... Is there any talk about him doing this fight because he needs some money?
0: No, I don't think he needs okay. money.
1: Yeah, because okay. he's got the whiskey company that's going great. He's got
0: that – unless he blew the $100 million, he made off the Mayweather fight or whatever. I don't think he's doing it for the money. I think it's Ben A, and this is what his coach Kavanaugh said. Because his coach Kavanaugh, I believe, left him at one point because he was like, I don't want to see him get hurt. He's not focused. He said he's more focused than he's ever been. He's in the best shape of his life. He's fighting at 170, which is heavy for Connor at the welterweight. I don't love him there. I'm a little nervous about that. His come up was at 145, where he absolutely destroyed it. I mean, that's when he had precision, timing mixed in with that howitzer of a left hand he has. Deadly. 155, I thought was his really best weight. 170 is heavy. He seems to be focused. He seems to now, the feeling people have been giving is. He's focused because he has something to work for now again, and that is being considered the greatest, and he got away from that, and he seems to have gotten rid of a lot of distractions. We'll see. We'll see what happens holding off. Why I love this fight, though, Donald Cerrone is a striker. Donald Cerrone is a guy that's going to stand up with him. This guy has the most wins in the UFC. He has the most finishes. He has the most knockouts by leg kick. This is not going to be some kind of fuel each other out fight. These two dudes are going to go after it. It is going to be a great fight. Donald Cerrone fights with some real fluidity in his fighting. I cannot wait. I'm excited about it. I just wanted to throw that out there as my final thought. It's going to be a good one, people. That's all I got. So unless anybody else has got anything else, we'll call it a day. And As always, peace. Peace. Peace.